Welcome to chapter 3, verse 50. Welcome back. It has been a minute, hasn't it? I know I didn't release anything last week because I had no voice last week. My voice was gone. I don't know why it was gone, but it was gone. It was, and when I mean gone, not completely gone, but like one of those super scratchy, um, almost sounds like I'm a lifetime smoker type voice. Yes, that's what happens when my allergies start flaring up pretty bad. Like Christopher and Marvelous, they have a cat and a dog. And anytime I'm anywhere near those animals, I don't know if it's just a cat or if it's a combination of the cat and the dog, but yep, I have no voice afterwards none whatsoever I mean I have a voice but it's gross yes Christopher likes to make fun of me by the way I sound yes he it's like his source of humor in those moments (laughs) so I apologize that I wasn't here last week and it's Monday I'm releasing this tomorrow because Wednesday this past Wednesday I came home from school And I just was extremely exhausted and crashed on the couch for over an hour. I put on um, one of the Star Wars movies because it's easy to sleep to. I don't know why that is. I know that movie so well and it's just very soothing and comforting. And I was already, I don't know, maybe 40 minutes into it. But I just hit play, started playing the movie, and I woke up to the ending credits. That's how long I slept. So I woke up. I was shivering. I was freezing cold. And then remembered, oh, wait, I didn't turn my thermostat down. It was set at 78 because when I leave my apartment, I turn my thermostat to 78 because nobody's home and I didn't turn it down I was shivering I was achy I was feeling really nasty but I got COVID tested I'm negative so I know it's not COVID I was actually having a talk with Bambi on the way home today and I wonder if it's my allergies because I remember my daughter when she would have her severe allergy attacks in the springtime in Virginia, she would start running like a low-grade fever. And that's kind of what I was doing, was running that like about 100 degrees. And all of that, I can even hear it in my voice now. I have my hot tea with me. I'm not 100% yet. But I have some hot tea, so if you hear me pausing for a moment, it could be because I'm taking a little sip. You might hear me stirring. There's something very soothing about stirring some tea. I don't know what it is, but it's very soothing. So yes, I have my hot tea in case I need it. I have the pause button (laughs) in case I need it. So anyway, yes, I have been not 100% lately. 
So I knew I didn't want to wait another week before releasing another episode. I am, I just want to take a minute and really say thank you to all of my listeners out there. I am blown away at how many people are actually listening to this. You know, for me, this is just something I started to really just heal from a lot of things that I've gone through in my life um, and all of that. And I'm, I'm blown away at how many people are listening. And I just want to take a minute and say thank you so much because it makes me feel really good to know that you keep coming back for more which tells me I might be doing something right. (laughs) I hope so anyway, because if I wasn't, you guys wouldn't be coming back, right? So I just want to say thank you so much. I feel like this is just a very successful, cathartic way of just, you know, figuring things out. I can't claim to actually know if I actually have all the right answers and some of the right answers that I think are right are going to be right for me and are not going to be right for someone else and that's okay I can deal with that you know because we all walk different paths we all see the world a little differently you know through our own shades of rose our rose colored glasses so you know just thank you. Thank you for journeying with me. Thank you for taking the leap. Thank you for coming on this ride. I hope you're enjoying it. I really do. Um, I'd be interested to know what your thoughts are. Reach out to me on Instagram, chapter three, verse 50, and let me know what your thoughts are. I'd really be interested to hear. What are some things you'd like to hear me talk about? What are some things that you're not interested in say Marie stop talking about that I don't really care about what you're cooking okay that would make me sad because I really enjoy cooking and I like talking about that but you know hey I'd listen if that's what you want from me that's what I would do but I'm gonna talk about cooking now now that I brought that up I'm excited because I bought a sushi kit a sushi making kit I'm a fake sushi lover. (laughs) I'm not a big person who likes raw fish. I have had it thanks to one of my friends in Virginia. She bought, I remember one night I was staying over there um, visiting her and she bought like all the sushi and it was the first time I ever had raw tuna and raw salmon. And just the thought of putting raw fish into my mouth and eating it really grossed me out. I mean, it really did. But I did it. Very proud of myself. Haven't, I've done it one other time since then, but not really anymore. It's just, you know, I've done that. That's great. I'm a more California roll kind of gal. Yes, I'm the fake sushi eater. So I'm going to try to make a California roll tonight. I'm very excited about that. I'll post my picture on Instagram. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Hopefully it turns out good. If it doesn't, then you'll get to see the ugly that it turned out to be. (laughs) Uh, 
Wow. <laughs> uh, that's funny. So yeah, tonight I think I'm going to make a California roll and see if it works out. I don't know if it will. We shall see. Maybe I'll take pictures of each step. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I'll save that. Maybe I'll... Here's what I'm going to... I'm just going to make it. Post a picture of what it looks like. And then if it turns out well, uh, then I will do it again and then take pictures as I go. Y'all don't want to see the ugly first try, do you? <laughs> uh, yesterday, okay, so my butt hurts so bad. And I know that that's probably TMI for all of y'all out there. But Christopher and Marvelous and I went on this 12-mile bike ride. Oh my goodness. I was feeling myself when we started this bike ride. We were by the water. It was a gorgeous day. The sun was shining. There was rain, but it was like off in the distance. You could see it. I like how Marvelous said it. She goes, look at this bipolar weather. We were in the sunshine, but you could see the rain over in the distance. It was great. And we were like, you stay over there. And it did. I was very impressed. It stayed over there all the whole time we were out there. But we were right by the water. Oh my gosh. The breeze was blowing. It was so pretty. Oh my gosh. And it was a great bike ride. They have this beautiful path that we were riding on. There are lots of people out walking, rollerblading, bike riding. I just realized, I mean, I realized as I was out there that a beach cruiser is probably not the best bike for riding that trail but that's what I have available to me so that's what I was riding and it, it did the job it got the job done so we were going to go literally from one end to the other end of this trail and I mean I've ridden my bike and I think recently the furthest I've gone is like three miles so I was like, yeah, I can do this. We can all do this. We're feeling good. It's a gorgeous day. And Marvelous was down for it. I was like, yes. Christopher, he was feeling himself. He was like, this is gorgeous. I can do whatever. We start out and we're trucking along. And all of a sudden, at one point, I was like, you know what? I finally think I see the end down there, but I'm not sure yet if that's the end yet. And then I got to thinking, I wonder how far we've traveled. And I pulled out my phone and my GPS and it said we had traveled six miles. And I told Christopher and Marvelous that and Marvelous is like, it's time to head back. <laughs> which To which I completely agreed. <laughs> oh my gosh, and we got back my butt is not happy for being on a bike for 12 hours or 12 miles. Sorry. It felt like 12 hours. And then waking up today, my whole body was so sore, but it was really good exercise. I'm really happy we did it. I don't know that I want to do that again. I think I just, you know, when you are so excited to do something, you think you can just do it all. Yeah, that's what we thought we could do. When in actuality, what you really should be doing is taking baby steps to meet that goal. <laughs> Maybe not just chewing the whole thing up in one big bite. Yeah, how to eat an elephant is one bite at a time. 
not the whole entire thing all at once. Mm -mm. Yep, that's what we tried to do. The whole thing all at once. That wasn't happening. But it was really great. I got some sun on my shoulders. Oh, it was a gorgeous day. So nice. But anyway, what I really wanted to talk to you guys tonight or today about is um, some OCD. Yeah, OCD. One of the things I struggled with when I lived in Virginia Beach is OCD. Now, I was never diagnosed with OCD, but if you talk to anybody that hung around me, oh my gosh. I <laughs> I know I have one friend. I know she listens, so I'm going to say, hey, girl. Um, and she'll remember this story. So this is one of the things I like to do. And I still like doing this, but I'm kind of getting ahead of myself. Anyway, I found myself stacking things by color, um, rearranging my closet by color, by size, not just by like the size of the clothing, but you know, short sleeve shirts, long sleeve shirts, sweatshirts, which I still do that because I think it makes sense, but not because I feel like I'm OCD. But anyway, I remember this one particular night, a friend of mine had invited a bunch of us teachers over to his house for game night. He had this, I don't know if he still has, I wonder if he still has this. He had a poker table that converted into a dining room table and he would host poker night every once in a while. And so I thought, I'll go over there. I'm not going to play because I don't know how to play and I don't, can't afford to lose any money. So no, thank you. I'll just sit and watch. Well, after everybody was finished playing, you know, the poker chips were sitting out there and mindlessly I'm stacking them, you know, the same height, stacking them by color and making this pretty little mosaic with the poker chips. And my one sweet, dear, thoughtful friend, you know who you are out there. She looked at me and she goes, what if I do this? Boop. And she tipped over the poker chips. I was frustrated. I was like, I went to all that work and you just messed it up like that. How rude. And while on the outside, I think I handled myself very well on the inside, I don't think I was seething angry, but I was a little salty. Uh, like I really was because, I mean, I had worked so hard to create this and somebody just went boop and messed it all up. So I was a little bit salty about that, maybe even a little more than a little bit salty. But I did that with a lot of things. I found myself trying to control so much. I even, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm putting it out there. I'm putting it out there. I don't know how many of you can relate to this. I don't know how many of you have ever done this. It's embarrassing. But then 
It was pretty too. I love M&Ms and I used to eat the regular milk chocolate M&Ms. I don't like those anymore because I have moved on to dark chocolate. I only eat dark chocolate. I know I'm a bougie chocolate eater, but um, I would buy the big family bag of M&Ms and I would hoard them all for myself. Nobody else was allowed to touch them, taste them, sniff them, eat them, touch them, or even look at them. Ask Christopher if you don't believe me. Ask, well, Marvelous would know, but ask Cassie if you don't believe me. Yep, those are my M&Ms, and nobody was taking them. Nobody was eating them but me. But what I would do with them, I had a lap desk. <laughs> I remember I'd put on a movie or a TV show or something, and I would open up that family bag of M&Ms, and I would pour them out on my lap desk and then I would separate them by color and then in the bottom I would put either green or blue depending on my mood because those were my favorite colors in the bag and then on top of that I would put the red and then on top of that I would put the brown and then the orange and then the yellow. Yellow was always on top because yellow is my least favorite color in the whole bag. And I wanted it to be done first. I didn't want to look at the yellow in there. So it went from least favorite color to most favorite color. And I know me saying this out loud, <laughs> It makes me wonder, what in the world, Marie? What in the world? But that's what I did. And I found myself doing this with so much in my life. Things had to be put in a certain spot. Things had to be put in a certain way. Things had to be looked at a certain way. Papers had to be stapled with everything precisely the corners precisely together I'm still kind of like that with papers because I don't like things all wonky and everything I like it to look neat but I mean I did this with everything everything had to be straight everything had to look a certain way and if it didn't I would get angry I would get frustrated and I I just I couldn't function and then I moved down here to Florida and I didn't realize until somebody said I don't even know what was said I don't know if we were talking about OCD or or what it was but it was several months after I had moved down here, I realized, wait a minute, I'm not like that anymore. I don't have to have things a particular way. Now, I will say I've even released a lot more of that since living on my own. And I really had to go through this whole process of figuring out what in the world why did I need 
to have like that kind of control over everything. But I don't now. What's different? <laughs> my friend, what's different is my life. My life is different. So at that time, you know, I was unhappily married, you know, and living in a very loveless marriage. I was so unhappy. And because I could not control any aspect of my marriage, of my life, it felt like I, I controlled what I could. I tried to control everything that I could control. You know, it even got to the point where I was actually called a control freak by my not yet ex-husband. Yeah, I'm still not an ex yet. Still working on that. But, I mean, and he was right. I did need to control things because mm, the biggest part of my life, my marriage, was so out of control. And I couldn't figure out how to fix it. I couldn't do anything to fix it because it takes two people to fix it. And when we're not on the same page, then, you know, it's just out of control. And I didn't like things being out of control. So I tried to control everything that I could. And now I still find myself, and I'm wondering if this is just because I live alone and I don't have to worry about how somebody else does things, but I find that I like things done a particular way and I don't want to change that. But I also don't get upset if things don't quite go my way. Oh my gosh, speaking of that, I remember when I was so in need of control that if somebody like my administrator came and said, I need you to do this today, like instantly changing things up, I would get so angry because I wasn't prepared. I was out of control. Somebody took my control away and I did not like that at all. But in that moment, I didn't understand that. In that moment, I didn't know that that was what was going on. I was just angry because somebody took my control away. Now, my administrator says, hey Marie, I know this is what you're supposed to be doing, but I'd really like you to be doing this instead right now. Can you do this? I might not like it, but I don't get angry about it. Because now I'm able to look at it from a different perspective. I don't look at it as somebody taking away my control. I look at it as, you know, something needs to be done. I'm asking you to do it. And that's not as big of a deal to me anymore like it used to be. I used to get really angry. I was not flexible at all. And as a teacher, I mean, that's one of the biggest things you really need to be to be an effective teacher is to be flexible because you got little children in your room all the time and you never know what's going to happen. 
Oh my gosh. Yes. So I don't know. I just, I feel like if you are struggling with something and you find that you lack control and try to steal that control in other ways, understand why it's there. Understand why you feel the need to control. Because one, it's no fun being called a control freak. I used to get very angry about that. And then because I knew it was true, I just didn't like being pointed out. Nobody likes our flaws to be pointed out. I'm not sure that that's really a flaw. I shouldn't say it like that because that's part of me. I know that. No big deal. Now, I I know that there are some people who actually are diagnosed with OCD. I'm not talking about somebody who has an actual diagnosis of OCD. There's definitely a different dynamic with somebody who actually has been diagnosed with OCD. I'm talking about the run of the mill, needing to control every aspect in your world because you've lost it somewhere else. Hold on, I need a sip of my tea. Oh, thank you. Whew, my throat was getting a little gravelly there. I can hear it. Anyway, that's what I'm talking about. Don't worry. I mean, I'm not talking about people who truly have a struggle. I'm talking about people, me, who lost control and felt the need to gain it in other ways. It's no fun for the people who you try to control. And let me tell you, I tried to control everybody I could. My kids suffered the most because I could control them. They were my children. I had rule over them. I could do that. I mean, I'm grateful I have come full circle and I am on the other side of that. A simple, maybe not so simple, apology to my children for the way that I have behaved in years past was definitely in order because we, I got caught up in all my, my mess and my personal ugly. And when I'm in my personal ugly, it's hard to separate out the people you love from that personal ugly. And they end up suffering the brunt of your hurt, my hurt. They ended up hurting because I was hurting. And that wasn't fair to them because, you know, they didn't do anything wrong. I mean, it's what we do as human beings. We end up taking out our hurt on the people we love the most. I'm impressed that my son is the man that he is today and the husband that he is today. I mean, he's not perfect, don't get me wrong, but he has worked so hard to be a great husband and he is a fantastic son. I mean, I know that if I need anything, I can truly count on him and I so appreciate him for that. And even my daughter, you know, she is in a very loving relationship. It, it just astounds me that both of my kids ended up in such 
good relationships because I have yet to have one. I'm not sure what's wrong with me. (laughs) Nothing's wrong with me. I know that. Anyway, I digress. That was all I wanted to talk about today was losing control and understanding when you lose control, what it can look like. For me, it was OCD. I found myself trying to control and um, I say OCD because I did have to have things in particular order and in particular places and looking particular ways. I did need that. Um, But I know OCD can cover a plethora of things. So I use the term OCD very loosely. I hope I'm not offending anybody by doing that. I guess really what I just want to say is if you find the need to control everything around you, I would just kind of take a minute and reflect on why. What's happening in your life that you feel you have to control every aspect of your life or even control certain aspects of your life because it may not be every aspect, but it could be a certain thing that you try to control. What is your motivation for it? Why do you need to do it? And is it healthy? Because that's something I never considered when I was trying to control everything and everyone around me. And let me tell you, trying to be in control of everything and everyone, it is exhausting. Mentally and physically, it's exhausting. I, it's probably why I don't do it anymore because I don't want to be that tired anymore. <laughs> anyway, I hope you guys got something good from this. And thank you for joining me. I really appreciate it. Christopher and I are going to release another episode of our Hey Mom podcast on Thursday. I am so excited about that. So you should try to look that one up as well. This one's kind of a fun talk. I like this one as well. But yeah, give it a good listen. If you haven't yet, um, this will be our third episode. It's called Hey Mom. You can find it on Apple Podcast and Spotify. All right, guys. I hope that you have a wonderful day, evening. I don't know when you're listening to this, but, you know, I appreciate you. And thank you for listening. Until next time.